Don't forget, we have soda floats in the back. Let's grab some before we grab our seats. And they're free. That's the best part. Free soda and ice cream.
nervous, guys. Grab a seat, grab a friend, sit down, and let's do this.
What is up, everybody? What's up, Bridget? Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Are you guys? We stoked? happy tonight. We excited. Let's go! Yeah. Yeah. What does Hulk Hogan do? Just kidding. I'm not doing that. Not doing that. <laughs> anyway. My name's Isaiah. I'm Janelle. And we're your service host for today. We're stoked you guys are here tonight. We're going to do a couple things real fast. Um, before we get started, we like to have everybody know each other first. So, uh-huh. so you guys can stand up. We got a fun little family time question for Arise. you guys. All righty, y'all. All righty, Bridge Youth. Our question for tonight. Would you rather make $100 every time you make someone laugh or $1,000 every time you make someone cry? Cry! Plot twist, I'm a hustler, I do both. Easy. Kick someone in the shins every day. That's passive income. Come on. Whoa. What about you, Chaz? What would you want? If you spread rumors, people will cry. Ooh, that's what we like, spread rumors. Spread rumors! Okay, what would you do? That's a good one. I like that. Naturally. Because we're here to build you up and beat you up. I'm just kidding. Not beat you up. Not beat you up. But it's called the hustle. So. So. Now we're going to get into announcements. First announcement that I have for you guys is go ahead and take out your phones and let's turn off those airdrops. Yeah. Turn them off. Woo. Turn them off. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear the noise. I don't want to see it. I don't want to get a notification. Just turn it off. Next up, we got connect groups this Sunday. Who here comes on Sundays? Raise your hand real quick. Woo! Yeah! All right, yeah, so be sure to show up this Sunday. We meet in the main service uh, for worship, and then we come right in here, have connect groups. It's an awesome time. All my middle school boys, I see y'all. You guys will be in my group. We get lit. You guys see us do backflips in my room and stuff. It's super cool. Show up for connect groups. <laughs> or be quiet with the connect groups <laughs> if I'm praying. <laughs> Next announcement I have is Bible clubs. 
Most of you guys, I hope, all go to school. Therefore, your campus probably has a Bible club. Let's find one. Let's join one. If you want to know where your school's Bible club is, what day it is, go ahead and uh, DM at underscore. Underscore? And go ahead and uh, ask them where the Bible clubs are at, at your school. Yeah. All right, guys. I want you guys to get real loud for this one. This one's real. We got water baptisms coming up. Woo! Yeah. The baptisms are gonna be on May 28th. So if you guys wanna get baptized, you guys can sign up online. Uh, baptisms are basically an outward declaration of our inner transformation when we come to God and we basically accept him as our savior and all that stuff. You Jesus have not Christ. been baptized? Jesus Christ. So if you guys do wanna get baptized for real though, May 28th, um, be sure to sign up online. Um, reserve yourself a spot for that. It'll be super awesome. And we'll all be there to support you and clap for you. It'll be great. People will be crying. It'll be awesome. Um, the last announcement, I'm actually going to bring Pastor Corey up to give this Whoa. announcement because it's a really cool announcement that you oh guys are going to Oh my God. Love. Get up for Corey. Yo, what's up, Bridge Youth? How you guys doing? Y'all good? You look good. Look at your neighbor. Say, you look good. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second. Tell him, you look generous. Hey, um, I just want to pause for a moment and just tell y'all, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you guys for so many reasons, and here's one of the reasons. You guys know that over the last two weeks, uh, I've challenged Bridge Youth to raise $1,000 by the end of May as our part to play in our bigger goal of raising as a church $100,000 to go to missions. I shared some stories with you guys about all the ways that we've been involved in ministry all over the world. Um, I won't go into all of that tonight. Suffice it to say, we are legitimately reaching every single edge of this planet with the gospel. And all that starts with when we take the seed of our finances and we plant that and we give towards missions like we have been doing. So I challenge us, hey, Bridge Youth, why don't we raise $1,000 to go towards this goal? And we got to do that by the end of May. Well, I'm here to tell you, as of today, having had just two weeks to do this, two weeks to give towards missions, as of today, y'all have raised $1,011.87. We have a full month left, and we've already reached our goal. I'm so proud of you, Bridge Youth. Putting, man, so many people say, Hey, you serious about it? Put your money where your mouth is. And that's what you guys did. He said, I want to give to get the gospel to the whole world. I'm so proud of you guys. That's so cool. But hey, why not just like go above and beyond what our goal was? So if you're saying, I still want to give towards missions, you can totally do that. Everybody point towards the exit sign at the back of the door, right in the direction of our awesome youth leader, Mr. Delgado. You, don't, you guys don't have to call him Mr. Delgado. His name's David. He's cool. Um, just to his right, there's a giving station with envelopes. All you got to do is specify it towards missions or outreach. You'll see in the envelope there's a portion of that. Just check that and whatever you want to give in that envelope, however God leads you. Hey, if you're brand new here, no pressure. You guys do not have to give. There's never any pressure to give around here. We get stoked to give. We see it as an opportunity, not an obligation. But the giving station's right there. You can drop the envelope in right there. So, again, I'm so proud of you guys. Hey, why don't you all give yourselves a round of applause. Meeting our goal a month early. So, 
So cool, so proud of you guys. Hey, we're gonna get into worship in just a moment. Wanna remind you guys, when we get into worship and we're hyped and we're jumping, don't push nobody on the ground. Nobody be falling to the ground. Have fun. But then we move to the second song. Let's be focused. Nobody distracting each other during that moment, all right? You guys cool with that? Hey, stand to your feet. Head up to the front. Let's worship.
worship that we have together. We praise your name.
How about, ah, there it is. What's going on, Bridge Youth? How y'all doing? Hey, can I just tell you something really quick? One of my favorite things is when we get back from convention is going to youth the very next Wednesday. You want to know why? The reason why it's one of my favorite things is because you guys just came back from one of the greatest experiences you could probably ever have in your entire life. And that's going to a convention, going to San Diego and worshiping with 2,000 other students just like you guys. Maybe different backgrounds, maybe different stories, but they're just like you. And when we come back on a Wednesday night and we get to come in here and we get to worship Jesus, it's truly amazing, it's truly electrifying to watch. But here's my thing that I wanna encourage you with. There's a lot of us in here that just like this song was singing, we we're talking about Christ be magnified and that's what we're wanting Jesus to do in our life. But there's gonna be moments where we feel like we are in the fire, just like what that song was saying. But the beautiful part, and I don't know if you caught this about this song, Christ Be Magnified, is it says that I will stand there and I will worship you even in the middle of the fire. That we can come back from convention, we can come back from these moments, and I just want to warn you that those moments will come where we feel like we are in the fire, but the thing is this, what separates us from everybody outside these walls is that when we are in the middle of the fire, we don't give up, we lean into Christ. We worship Jesus even more. It's not a cop-out, but that's where we get our strength from. And so I encourage us tonight with that. When those moments come, and they're gonna come, I get reminded of the prophet Elijah, where Elijah has had so many amazing moments. He's in the Old Testament. I encourage you, look him up. He's had so many amazing moments where him and, him and God had these amazing encounters. He called fire down from heaven, and it happened. But then something happened in his life where a trial came in where someone said, Jezebel said he was, she was going to kill him, and he ran and hid. And again, my encouragement is this. We just had an amazing moment where it felt like God brought fire down from heaven. But when those obstacles come into our way, we don't act like Elijah where we run and we hide, but we face it head on with Christ. That's where our hopes is. That's where it's at. And tonight we have some amazing speakers that are gonna come up and they're gonna share the word of God. But before we do that, we believe in you guys. We believe in the next generation. That's why we come up. That's why we have these Wednesday nights. That's why we have Sunday mornings. It's for you guys. That's why we have youth convention where we go through the stress to be able to watch 2,000 students come to worship Jesus. It's because we believe in you guys. Because I'll tell you this, I, we don't do it for the money. We do not get paid very much at all. It's because we believe in you guys. We believe in you guys so much that right now, a good friend of ours, Hayden's gonna come up and he's gonna pray for us. He's getting ready to head off to the military. So this is actually his last night with us at Bridge Youth. And so what he's gonna do right now, he's gonna pray for our service. So if we can, let's bow our head, let's close our eyes and let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for this amazing audience that we have tonight. And I hope that your words can just flow through this room, Lord, that you, your presence is 
empowered in this room, Lord, that the that your words can flow through these speakers tonight, the Holy Spirit, you, you're just present in this room tonight and that you can make an impact on every one of these young men and women's lives tonight, man, Lord. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Can we give it up for them guys one more time? Hey, right now, as you guys make your way back to your seats, why don't you high five five people and tell them their hair looks good tonight. youth how we feeling tonight <laughs> i've been planning that since i saw the bumper video bridge youth how you feeling tonight hey so stoked for tonight it's going to be a bit different of a night but first off if you don't know me my name is corey alongside my amazing wife amber we are the youth pastors over bridge youth you guys are amazing you're wild you're fun you're crazy wednesdays is the highlight of our week. We love spending Wednesdays with you. Hey, if you're brand new, maybe you've never been to our church. Maybe you've never been to church before. Maybe you're right here in the room or maybe you're watching online. We want to say an extra special welcome to you. In the midst of your busy schedule, everything going on, you chose to spend some of your time with us. We think that's so cool. We know a lot of people got finals going on. There's so much happening. It's the getting to the end of the school year, and yet here you are. We think it's so special you chose to spend some of your time with us. We like welcoming our guests every single week by saying something that never gets old to us. We like saying we're here to build you up, not yeah, we love you. We back you. We're so stoked you chose to come and hang out. Hey, you don't have to believe to belong here. 
Hey, um, youth convention was amazing. Those of you who went to youth convention, we had the time of our lives. It was so awesome. And hey, if you went to youth convention, I just really think tonight, all of this month, we're looking at to you guys to help us move forward into what God has for us because God did something special at youth convention. Somebody say amen. amen. And I think God wants that to overflow here at Bridge Youth. And I think that that starts tonight. Someone say tonight. Look at your neighbor. Say tonight. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second. Say tonight. We are young. It's going to be an amazing night. Hey, tonight we kick off a brand new series entitled Kingdom Over Everything. We've done this series once before, and it's just a, a message I have so deep in my heart, and I think it's what God's called us to for this month. So I'm going to read a verse in just a moment from Matthew chapter 6, verse number 33, if you have a Bible. But in this lane and vein, here's the thought behind this message, this series, this whole idea of kingdom over everything. There's the fact that we're called to go all in and all out. There are no halfway Christians. You cannot live for Jesus. 99%. It is all or nothing. Somebody say amen. And I think that's what God's calling us to live and how God's calling us to live. And so at the end of this month, here's a big announcement. Y'all ready for this? Look at your neighbor. Say, you ready? At the end of this month, May 31st, somebody say May 31st. May 31st, we are doing an event we've never done, and we're calling this event All in. It is a one night only youth rally where we are going all in and all out. Our friend Pastor Mark Foster, all the way from Audacious Church in Manchester, will be speaking that night. We have, uh, we're going to be doing like a carnival fair type thing where there's going to be games and raff- you're going to win raffle tickets for all this stuff. And then in service, we're going to raffle stuff off. Uh, before service, we're going to do like carnival fair type uh, food and snacks. We're going to do corn dogs. Who loves corn dogs, dude? I love corn dogs. We're going to do corn dogs, cotton candy, popcorn, uh, snow cones. Maybe the best part about this, we came up with this idea this weekend at youth convention. We are going to do a massive shadow boxing tournament. It's going to be so sick. I cannot wait. It's going to be an amazing night. What night is that? May 31st. Why are we calling it all in? Because as we this month learn to live kingdom over everything, I'm challenging you. Look at your neighbor and say, that means you. you. I'm challenging you to go all in. Here's the thing. This is basically your last month at school. And And then it's summer break. For some of you, where's class of 2023? Yo, you're graduating. It's the last time you're gonna see these people. Why not go all in and all out? Who do you know that needs to hear the gospel? Who do you know that needs to hear the gospel in a beautiful British accent? Who do you know that needs Jesus? Who in your family and your friends at your school? I I dare you. I dare you. Ask God, how do you want to use me in this month? And let's go all in on May 31st. The, The Sunday before that, May 28th, we're doing baptisms. If you ain't been baptized, get baptized. Ties. This month, it's all about this. Somebody, somebody say kingdom, kingdom. Over, over everything. everything. Tonight's going to be a bit different. Sam, standing or sitting behind me, are our school and ministry students. They're, they're like our interns. And instead of me preaching tonight, they're going to be kicking off 
this series with some rapid style preaching. Each of them's about gonna have about five minutes to preach their heart out to you. So I I dare you, get your notebooks ready. Get your Bibles ready. Get your note app ready. Get ready to hear some stuff. Because here's what I told them. I said, you're, I said, you're the captain now. I said, for five minutes, you're their youth pastor. And I want you to preach at them like you're preaching to the 16, 14, 15, 13-year-old version of yourself. And what it is that you wish you would have heard as a believer at their age. And so they're going to preach their hearts out. I dare you, lean in. Forget about who's sitting next to you. Don't let nobody distract you from what God's about to speak to you. I dare you to be engaged like you've never been engaged before. I dare you, if you ain't never responded, to say amen. To say that's good. To say let's go. To say preach it, white boy, or preach white girl or Brittany's actually Hispanic and I pray to God she says something in Spanish tonight. <laughs> Gloria a Dios. Uh, it's going to be an amazing night. Here is the verse that it is all about. Would you stand in the honor of the reading of God, God's word and then I'm going to pray and then I'm handing it to the very first one. Here's what it says. Matthew chapter 6 verse number 33. It says this. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, a.k.a. kingdom over everything, and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Bow your heads, close your eyes, let's pray. God, you're so good. I pray, speak to us tonight. Remove every single distraction. Do what only you can do in this place. Our hearts are open. Our minds are open. Our focus and our attention belongs to you for these next few minutes. God, I pray, challenge us, convict us, give us momentum, move us forward into all that you have for us tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. Hey, give it up for Liv Herrick. <laughs> Yo, what is up? Jews. How are y'all doing tonight? Are we feeling good? Are we feeling good? So hey, if you didn't catch it, my name is Liv, and tonight we're going to be talking about kingdom over culture. Look to your neighbor and say, kingdom over culture. Nice. So hey, if you look up the definition of culture, it's a way of life of a group of people. And it's their behaviors, their beliefs, their values that they generally accept without thinking about it. And a couple weeks ago, Corey brought up how culture can kind of be like water and how we're fish in the water and how sometimes we don't even realize that the water is there until we're pulled up out of it. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus wants to take you out of the culture. He wants to take you out of the social norms. He wants to take you out of the pain, of the shame, whatever you're thinking. He wants to take you out of the water because he has something so much greater for you. And as Christians, I think we were never ultimately called to live in the water. It says in Romans 12 too, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I think sometimes we think that we have to like create these like makeshift gills and we have to swim around in the water and we have to like do it all on our own and how like society says that like that's the only way to live and you have to live in the water and, and it creates this sort of like lukewarm Christian. And I think like we've all been there, right? Like you live one foot in and one foot out and you don't really know what to do and your friends are over here saying do this but then you go to church on Sundays and it says do that and it's this push and pull. And I know I've been there. I've been in that place of, of feeling that tug of war, of, of living one foot in and one foot out. 
anything sometimes that looks like going to that party with her friends on a Friday night. And then you're like, Liv, it's, it's really hard to breathe. It's hard to breathe with these gills. I was supposed to breathe with lungs. So then you go to church on Sunday and it's a breath of fresh air. But then you wake up on Monday morning and you walk around your school campus and everybody's swimming in the water. So you feel like you have to swim in the water. And then on Tuesday morning, you wake up and you go through school. And then after school, you go to that place with those people and do those things that you know you should not be doing. And then on Wednesday morning, you're like, Liv, I can't breathe. And you get to youth on Wednesday for this fresh breath of air. And let me tell you, that is not fulfilling. Like we can all do that. I've done that. I've lived that. I've lived that in and out. I've lived that back and forth. And it's so exhausting. And trust me, like the Lord doesn't want you to live like that. The Lord doesn't want you to breathe with guilt. He didn't make you with guilt. He made you with lungs and to breathe with your lungs. And Bridge Youth, I just want to encourage you in this. You don't have to fit in the mold of society, of what society tells you. Because God's calling you into something so unique. For me personally, only a couple years ago, I changed completely what culture said for me to do. My entire life, I thought I'd go to college. That's what I would do. I would get a job. But that's not what I was called into. My junior year, the Lord called me into ministry. And my senior year, the Lord called me into SOM, which is School of Ministry. (laughs) And trust me, like, it's not easy. It was a step of faith to make and a step of faith out of what I thought it was going to be and a step of faith out of not going to college and going to SOM and a step of faith to to go against what society said and what culture said and a step of faith to to not think about what my friends thought because I promise you guys, like the approval of your friends, nothing compares, like the approval of God is so much greater than the approval of your friends or the approval of your parents or the approval of of your teachers or, or your coaches, whatever it may be, the approval of God is so, so much greater. And I can tell you now, I'm at a place where I'm breathing with my lungs. I'm not living half in and half out, and I'm not breathing with gills, and it's so much more freeing, and like the weight is taken off of you. And I can tell you like, yes, stepping into the calling that God has for you can be scary. Trust me, I I did it, it's scary. And trust me, like there's days that are not easy. And, and to be completely honest with you, Bridget, there's days that I wake up and I don't want to be at SOM and I'd rather be at college. But, but seeing the fruit of what he's done in my life takes away all of that. Seeing you guys at Bridge Youth get saved. Guys, your eternities are being changed. That's worth so much more than, than my will or what I want to do or what I want to say or whatever it may be. And I can tell you now, a year later, that I'm walking out the call of ministry that God has over my life. And he's opened so many doors and he's produced so much fruit that I couldn't have done myself. It's not my fruit, it's God's fruit. It's fruit of the spirit, it comes from him. So Bridge Youth, I wanna challenge you with two things. One, to create a culture of radical and courageous obedience to the Lord's calling over your life. I'm going to say that one more time for the note takers. Let's create a culture of radical and courageous obedience to the Lord's calling over your life. Because I promise you there is no greater joy found in the calling over the Lord's, over the Lord's calling over your life. And Bridge Youth, the last thing that I want to challenge you with is to not compromise your character to fit into culture. What's up, Bridge Youth? 
Hey guys, my name is Tyler, and to be honest, for these few minutes that I have, I just want to be honest with you guys. Is that okay? Can I be honest with you guys? Hey, let's start with being honest with me. It's a, it's a simple question, easy question. How many of us are in high school? Well, that's a lot of hands. I know Corey already asked. I want to get another look, though. How many of us are about to graduate? Shout out, Gio. <laughs> hey, look, can I tell you guys something that I always wanted to know while I was in high school? It's a little story. It's, it's not, I can't give you my life story. I don't have that long, but, uh, and I'm not going to come here and tell you guys that, um, you know, the cliche story of I was always sad, this and that, and then I came to God, and now I'm this. While that can be true, I'm going to tell you guys, there were moments where I was happy, or at least I thought I was, um, but I want to tell you guys something. Who's felt uninspired in here? Has anybody ever felt like, I can't do this anymore? Let me tell you guys something. That was me. Junior year, senior year. I just graduated last year. This was me a year ago, two years ago. Uninspired. Didn't, didn't know what my life held for me. There's a common misconception throughout society. And don't, don't talk back to your parents, you guys, but when they sell you, who's heard, who's heard this? Who's heard, you better get it figured out because when you're 18, you're out of here. <laughs> I've heard that before. Um, when I was 16, when I was 17, sometimes I didn't know my purpose. I didn't know my purpose. I didn't know what I was here for. Um, <clears throat> can I give you guys a verse? It's Isaiah 40, 31. It says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's Isaiah 40, 31. My favorite part is the beginning. It says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Look, I'll be honest, I didn't know my purpose. I didn't have a passion to do anything, and that led me to get mad at God. Can I tell you the title of my sermon right now? Kingdom Over Feelings. I had a lot of feelings. Uninspiration, I don't even know if that's a word, but it is now. <laughs> and I would get mad at the Lord. I'd get mad at God. I'd say, God, why is there no plan for me? Why didn't I get accepted into this? Why am I not able to do this? What is my purpose in my life? I have until I'm 18. That's what I thought in my head. I have until I'm 18. <clears throat> Here's another verse, Isaiah 55, 6. Isaiah 55, 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found and call upon him while he is near. There's opportunities that God is going to present. But can I ask you guys a question? I know I said to be honest, but I don't want you guys to all yell at me at the same time. I won't be able to hear you. So it's going to be rhetorical, okay? What do those two verses that I just shared with you mean to you? How do those pertain to your situation in life? What do those mean to you guys? <clears throat> Look, humans have feelings. It's, 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 it's natural. I got mad at God. Those were my feelings at the time. I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't think I had a calling. And, and to be honest, I, I'd pray every night, but my prayers weren't right. My prayers were just me screaming in my pillow saying, God, what, what is my life? What am I supposed to do with it? Why am I so angry? And that would be, that would be me projecting to God. Let me, get, let me tell you guys something. The best thing about our Lord is even when you're mad at God, he's not mad at you back. He's not. He draws near to you. He loves you guys. He hates to see that. And to answer my question I had for you guys earlier, I asked you guys a question rhetorically. I'm going to answer that question. And it's going to sound so cliche, but those two verses mean the world to me. They mean everything to me. The best part about God, I already said there was the best part, but there's so many best parts. <laughs> Another best part about God, this is really good right here. 
He doesn't always answer prayers directly. Sometimes it's indirect. Sometimes you can't see it. It's called faith. It's called faith. He's not always just going to come from the, the clouds and tell you, Tyler, this is your purpose and you will do this first and then that and then that. That's not it. Can I tell you what indirectly he told me? Those two verses. Those two verses right there changed my life. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. <clears throat> and I know my, my title is Kingdom Over Feelings, but can I tell you guys something, another cliche one? I'm a facts over feelings guy. You ever heard that on like a sports debate show? I'm facts over feelings. These are the stats. LeBron's not clutch. LeBron is clutch. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> but I'm a facts over feelings guy, but can I tell you another something about God, another best part about God? He's both. He's both, Bridge Youth. He's facts. Those two verses, I live by the Bible. Those to me are my facts. Those are the facts. He's also feelings. He can fix your feelings. Trust him. Believe him. Hey, um, it might be unorthodox, but I have a sermon in a sentence at the end of my sermon. If you guys are taking notes, lift your notebook if you're taking notes. Or your phone, whatever you lift. That's a lot. Hey, I should be seeing all of you write this down right now. Sermon in a sentence right here. Remember before you go to sleep. God is the fact and he will fix your feelings. God is the fact and he will fix your feelings. God is both. Trust him, believe in him, love him. Bridge Youth, I just want to challenge you with one thing before I hand it off. Pray the prayer you never prayed before. Be calm with the Lord. Be patient with the Lord. He's calm with you. He's patient with you. What has the Lord done to us? When you're in your room at night and you don't know what's next, ask God. God, what's next for me? What's first for me? That was mine. What's first for me? I didn't know. My point earlier, you guys don't have until you're 18. I don't care what your parents say. You guys don't have until you're 18. I didn't. You have until God calls you. And when God calls you, here's a piece of advice. Don't reject it. <laughs> don't reject it. Kingdom over feelings. Hey, Bridge Youth. Hey, hey, hey. My name's Brittany, for those of you who haven't heard it yet. Little, little fun fact that Corey mentioned, I'm actually Mexican, I'm Hispanic. Um, so one of the ways you can say my name in Spanish is Brini. Try it again, try it guys. Brini. There you go, there you go. It's, that's actually Spanglish for you guys. We don't actually have a Spanish name for me. Anyway, um, let's talk about something we love to talk about, ourselves. Ooh. But you know what, what, you know what? I'm gonna take it in a different direction today, guys. So prepare yourself, put, put your seatbelt on guys, because it's, it's going somewhere, okay. I'm going to talk to you guys about kingdom over myself. Write it down, write it down. Kingdom over myself. So what does kingdom over myself mean? Kingdom over myself means surrendering your own will, what you want, your sinful desires, to God's will, to God's healthy desires. That's what that looks like, all right? And look, I'm not, I'm not going to go up here and be like, oh, I'm this perfect Christian who's never struggled with choosing myself. No, I always chose myself in high school. But let me tell you guys, let me tell you guys that choosing myself was so unhealthy back then. 
because choosing myself was all about me. I didn't give two flips about someone else's feelings. I honestly didn't. You could come to me. Dude, if you wouldn't have known me in high school, bro, it would have been so much different than what I am now. I was cursing left and right. I was fulfilling my own desire. I was like, oh, she hit me. I'm going to hit her back. Like, like, honestly, that's the kind of girl I was. I did not want to face defeat. But let me tell you guys, when, when you care for yourself and you care about your own desires, you're literally walking outside of what God wants. Because let me tell you, it's not actually about you. It's not even about me right now. Me being right here, this is not about me. This is what God wants to do. It's all about God, all right? So let me tell you, let me tell you, the, the sinful desires that we once want, like in high school, like I remember I thought like, oh, if I don't do this, I'm going to miss out on life. I'm going to miss out on experiences. Oh, if I don't go out and drink, they're going to think I'm not cool. If I don't go and do this, then I'm not going to be fulfilled. I was finding fulfillment in the wrong places. But you know where I should have found it? In the Father. Fulfillment equals the Father. Father equals fulfillment, all right? So let me tell you guys something. I, when I was looking at it later on in life, I, I thought of this example that God gave me of like, I'm holding two hands out, right? One of them is my sinful desires and all the things that I want for myself. The other one was God. What did I choose? I chose my sinful desires over God. At a point, this hand was getting too heavy. But you know what? This hand was comfortable. So I wanted this. I wanted that. But let me tell you guys, you're not going to find fulfillment in pornography. You're not going to find fulfillment in drinking and smoking and doing all these things behind your parents' back. You're not going to find fulfillment there. You know what you're going to find? You're going to find what I found. I found depression. I found body dysmorphia. I wanted to be found by someone. I wanted to be looked at by the next guy over there. I wanted to be treated as, as worthy and loved by people who can't even love because they don't know God. They don't know love. They don't know that. All right. So I have a verse for you guys. It's Matthew 16, 24. If anyone would come after me, let him deny. Can you say deny? Let him deny himself and take up his cross to follow me. That's what, that's what Jesus said. So what is your role? The role is to take the focus off of you. Take the focus off of yourself. You know what? I think about Jesus when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And in this moment, he was stressed. He knew what was coming. He knew what was coming since before then, right? Because he knows everything. But in that moment, he was facing anxiety and stress. And what if Jesus, you know, I sat, I was like, what if Jesus thought about his feelings? What if he thought, this is too stressful. This is, this is too scary. And guess what? Maybe more than half of these people aren't even going to come and worship me later. More than half of these people aren't even going to care about what I just did or what I'm going to do. So imagine he chose that. Imagine he chose himself, guys. Where would we be? Where would I be? So you know what? I just want to challenge you guys with these thoughts of like, imagine what you can do with who you are and who God calls you to be. Take the focus off of yourself and start caring about other people because it's not about you. So you know what? I just really want you guys to stick with this. I want you to take the focus off of you and do other things to be there for other people. God calls us to love one another, care for one another. He doesn't say, love yourself, be who you want to be. Just be what you want to be. Flaunt it, sis. No. He don't, he don't say that. You know what? He wants you to pray for other people. He wants you to accept the helper that he left, the Holy Spirit, to come and speak for you. He wants you to go out there and pray for people. He wants you to go out there and help someone, to be generous with someone. That's what he wants you to do. He doesn't want you to focus about yourself, guys. You know what? One simple thing you guys can do is invite someone to church. I think that in high school, if someone would have said, hey, Brittany, come to Bridge Youth with me. I'll take you or something. If someone would have just said something like that, I would have been open to it. Because you guys don't realize that a lot of people are more open to it than you think. And honestly, who cares if they say, well, no, I don't want to come. 
that's okay. That's cool. Just keep praying for them. And eventually they might come. Because this isn't all about you. It's about what he's going to do through that. Right? All right, guys. Uh, the last thing I want to uh, leave you guys with is just really like what I said earlier. Just imagine what you could be doing for someone else when you take the focus off of yourself. And I just want to ask you guys this. Write this question down because I want you to think about it. How will you choose to serve the kingdom of God over yourself? How will you choose to serve the kingdom of God over yourself? Thanks, guys. You guys look good. If you guys don't know, my name is Trinity, and <laughs> thank you. All right, tonight I want to talk to you guys about amputation. That got your attention, huh? Yeah. You heard that right. All right, so I'm going to be talking to you guys about amputation. And in case you don't know, it's the removal of a limb. So removal of a limb. And it's to control a pain or a disease. And this happens when part or parts of the body have been hurt or infected. And so we will be diving into kingdom over constraint. Kingdom over constraint. And I want you guys to close your eyes real fast and imagine yourself having a conversation with God. He's right in front of you. He's talking directly to you and he's telling you all the great plans that he has for your life. Every great thing that lies ahead. He's showing you the very next step. But he tells you that in order to get there, you have to amputate that toxic relationship you're in. You've got to amputate that friend group that is leading you down the wrong path. You need to amputate the plans that you have to go to college because God has something better. You need to amputate the addiction because falling into sin has started becoming way too easy. Everybody open your eyes and look up here. But instead of doing that, you say, no, God, you're wrong. And I can still get all of that and keep what I have. So you wait and you avoid it and you put it off. You don't do or get rid of what God has asked you to amputate because you wanted to save the one part that you have given way too much value to. Listen, the avoiding is where the danger is because that is constraint. That is putting off the action of doing something that you know that you're supposed to because you wanna hold so tightly onto it. And can I tell you guys right now, God's not saying live like this, he's saying live like this. On the topic of amputation, do you guys know what happens when you don't amputate? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it starts off small. And so you might be losing a finger. But you stayed in that relationship, so now you're losing a hand. You waited a little longer and you chose that party Saturday night, so now it's still spreading. And it's up to your shoulder and you're losing an arm. The longer you wait, the more you have to amputate. I'm going to say it again. The longer you wait, the more you have to amputate. <laughs> and so I want to be honest with you. Our God is good. And you guys know that. Say, our God is good. And his grace is larger than our mistakes. 
His grace is larger than our personal constraints that you may be holding on to. And God will make a way, and he does. He always makes a way, even when we don't see it. But I want to be honest with you guys. I can't help but imagine what I could have done for the kingdom if I would have let go of some of those constraints that were holding me back, if I would have let go of some of the things that were dragging me down, if I would have let go of that relationship, if I would have let go of those friends sooner. And I don't want you guys to make the same mistake. I don't want you to constrain yourselves. Don't live a life of constraint because there is no fulfillment. And it's going to lead you to a dead end and another dead end and another dead end. And I look at you guys and I see nothing but potential. Every single one of you guys in this room tonight, Bridge Youth, God has plans for every single one of you. You guys have all of the capacity in the world to work for God's kingdom. And don't let those dumb little things hold you back and drag you down from what God has for you. I have a verse for you guys. Write this down, John 12, 24. John 12, 24. It says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. And what I want to point out this verse is dying to yourself. Dying to yourself amputating the parts of your life that God has called you to get rid of. Because yes, the amputation, it's going to be painful. It hurts. And it hurts for a moment. A moment. But you're saving the rest of your body. You're saving your life. And God is saying the sooner that you sever those parts that you're holding so tightly onto, the sooner that I can work in your life the sooner that I can do something, I just need you to let it go. Because those things, that relationship, the website that you're searching on, the friends that you have, the parties that you're going to, the addiction, the drinking, the drugs, there is no value in those things. And they will fail you every single time, but God never will. It's not worth it, so don't risk your life with God. Tonight, I want to challenge you with this question. What's holding you back? What are you putting off? What do you need to amputate? And whatever popped into your head just now, this is what you need to take and surrender to God. Kingdom over constraint. Hey guys. If you didn't hear it, my name is Levi. <laughs> and we're gonna jump right into it. We only got five minutes, so um, we're gonna be talking about kingdom over control. Kingdom over control. And I'm gonna be talking to two groups of people in this room. Turn to your neighbor and say, which one are you? I'm gonna be talking to two groups of people in this room. And you're in one of these groups. If you immediately hear my words and you, you, you say to yourself, oh, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not graduating. I'm not moving on to a different season of life. I, trust me, you're in one of these two groups. Because God's trying to do something every single day. And it's not just within the big season that he's trying to do something, but he's trying to do something right now. 
And I believe that right now coming off of a convention that, that God is calling us to not live in some complacency, but we're trying to move forward yeah. as a whole youth group. Yeah. And that this isn't just for specific people, but this is for each and every single one of you guys. So I'm going to be reading out of Jeremiah 29:11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You know, we've heard this verse so many times in church. And this isn't just a verse that, that doesn't mean anything. This isn't just a verse that's encouraging. And yes, there's a part of that. But this is also a declaration. And the two groups of people I'm talking about that I'm talking about today. One is going to be the group of people that know the plan that God has for them. The plan that, that Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about that he says are for your own benefit. And the second group, uh, group of people are going to be the people that don't know. Trust me, I've been there. I know that specifically in my life, usually God speaks to me right before I'm supposed to do the thing that I'm supposed to do. He doesn't exactly give me a ton of time to think about it, which requires a lot of faith. But, you know, I look at these two different groups, and, and they're difficult in both different ways. And I promise you that each and every single one of you guys fall into one of these two groups. For the first group, what cripples us most? I'd say fear. Because you know what God has told you, and you've had miraculous events happen to you, but you're scared to... Because that first step is scary, and I get it, trust me, it's scary. But just because it's scary doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. Because our fear doesn't dictate our future. And I, I believe that if we, if we let fear dictate our future, then where does that get us? Trust me, I've been there. I was just in high school. I graduated a year ago. And my, my senior year, a lot of people asked me, oh, Levi, what are you going to do with your life? And the question was, I don't, or the answer was, I don't know. And this is for the second group of people. For the group of people who don't know what God wants you to do. We can look at Jeremiah 29.11. And what is an encouragement to this group of people over here. The people who know what God wants for them. For us, it's kind of hard. Because it's a declaration that God is making to us. God's saying, I know the plans I have for you. Not me. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen in right. tomorrow even. Yeah. Let alone 5, 10, 15 years down the road. Yeah. A God who is so powerful outside of both time and space wants to draw near to me and has a plan for my life? Yeah. What? That's insane. Yeah. A God that created the whole universe has a specific plan for my life. Wow. And he's a plan for your life. And so I think the frustration of not knowing holds us back. But, but you know, it, it, if I were to categorize myself in high school, or even in middle school, for a lot of you guys, I, I'd categorize myself over here, because I didn't know. But you know what I didn't do? Never asked. For those of you who don't know, have you asked? Have you given God the opportunity to speak to you and tell you what it is that his plan asked for you? Because I promise you, in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says that it's for your own benefit. Yeah, right. 
So what is it? For some of you, and I don't want to take away from you, for some of you who don't know and you have asked, I pray that you will continue to have patience and peace until God tells that to you. And for those of you who are in that group, keep waiting. I promise you it'll come. But for those of you who don't know and you haven't asked, that's okay. I know it's scary. I've been in your shoes before. I was just in your shoes. And in fact, I'm in your shoes once again. Because as SOM is ending in a few months, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I know that God will tell me. I know that God's going to open and close doors. I know that his plan is going to be for my own benefit as well as his. And so if you guys haven't asked, I want to give you an opportunity to ask. I'm going to pray a prayer, and it's a scary prayer. To be honest, this isn't a prayer that's exactly fun. To some of you, Jeremiah 29, 11 is an encouragement, but to others, it's a challenge. And so I'm going to pray a prayer to ask, to give God the opportunity, opportunity to speak to you. And if your heart is racing right now, this prayer is for you. Because I was sitting in your guys' shoes not long ago. And, and during this prayer, I'm going to have a, a moment of silence. Because I believe that if we ask, then we should give God time to respond. And for some of you, he's going to respond. This isn't just for the seniors in the room. This isn't just for the people going into a different season. This is for every single one of you guys. Because God's working every day. And he has a plan for you. And that it says to give you future and hope, the future part. That doesn't mean 15 years from now. That doesn't mean when you graduate. That doesn't mean uh, in three months from now. That's tomorrow. And God has a plan for you tomorrow as well as today. As well as for the rest of your life. And so in this moment of silence, if this, if this isn't clicking... I just plead with you and I ask, don't distract the people around you. Because you don't know who it's clicking for. Because the Holy Spirit works in miraculous ways. And so as we go into this, this time of prayer, I ask you just to open your hearts and wrap your words, or wrap your mind around the words that I'm saying. There's nothing special about my words. But this is just a prayer to ask God what his plan is for you. So if you guys bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. God, you are so, so good. And you've done so much in each one of our lives. And we thank you for the miraculous things you've done thus far. Heavenly Father, we come before you. And on behalf of these students, God, I ask, what's that plan? The plan that you talk about in Jeremiah 29, 11, the plan that you say is for our own benefit as well as yours. God, I ask you to drop an image of people, group, words into these students' minds and cement it in their minds, God. Don't let them let go of it. And now we just give you time to answer, God. with every head bowed, with every eye closed.
if something just happened in your heart? It's kind of racing a little bit. Your heart's kind of fluttering. You're getting nervous. Maybe it's the will of God. Maybe it's that plan. And maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, there's no way that's the plan that God has for me. I think that that it might be. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this plan. We thank you that you are such a holy God that is so set apart, so magnificent, so beyond anything we could fathom, and yet you draw close to us. And yet you have a plan for our lives, God. God, we're not worthy of this plan. We're not worthy of such a good God. And yet you still love us, God. Be as you see us through your son's eyes. God, we thank you for how you move through this room tonight. We ask that even tonight, as the as these students go home, that if that prayer wasn't answered, that maybe it could be answered tonight. And for the students that are still looking for that answer, God, that you'll give them patience and peace until the answer is revealed to them in your own timing, God, because your timing is perfect. Heavenly Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, can we give it up for these school ministry students? Hey, in just a moment, I want to do something unique when we, when we pray. And we didn't plan for this, but, but one of the things that you guys need to know is, is week in and week out, there's so many of you who will see me, Amber, at, for, for my boy, Pastor Charlie, who, who helps lead three different campuses, next-gen ministries, they will see him on a platform. They'll see us on a platform. You guys will see Wyatt on a platform, worship leaders on a platform. You'll see school and ministry students come up on a platform. And what they'll do is for five, six, seven minutes, they'll pour their hearts out. And what you're seeing on the platform is sincerely a highlight reel. And what you're seeing on the platform is something that you might, as, as Levi just led you, not just in a moment of prayer and you saying something, but a moment of listening to God and hearing, which I think is so amazing because we don't do that enough. Some of you saw yourself doing what they just did or doing what they're doing in this season. But what I can't help but to think is, I know the price that Trinity paid. I know the things she walked away from to live kingdom over everything. I know what it is that Brittany had to walk away from and the price she paid to live kingdom over everything. I know the things that Levi had to walk away from and the price he paid. I know the things that Tyler had to sacrifice. I know the things that Liv had to walk through and what she had to sacrifice to live kingdom over everything. And I can't help but to think the one thing I want to caution you on is some of y'all want what they have, but you're not willing to do what they did to get it tonight. Open your heart to God. There is not a single price I am unwilling to pay. There is nothing I'm unwilling to amputate. There is nothing. There's not a thing in the world. One of the things that I love that Trinity said, and she spoke out of, out of personal experiences, don't wait. There's so many of you in the room who procrastinate God's purpose. And, and I love that Trinity said, yo, look, it's okay because, like, God is, 
grace is so big and God's grace was on my life. And that's so true. And I know ultimately you'll come around. You'll find the truth and the answer, which is Jesus, sooner or later. But I'm a proponent for sooner. Because all I can think is what could you do for the next four or five years instead of procrastinating? What could you do if you stop living based on your feelings? If every day you're thinking, well, I I'm walking through this or that. I struggle with mental health. I struggle with depression. I struggle with anxiety. My wife struggles with anxiety. I struggle with depression. Yo, kingdom over my feelings. What do my feelings have to do with anything? I, I see what it is that all of these students had to walk through and what it is that they've done. What it is that, that, that God asked them to sacrifice. I see the way in which people like Brittany had to deny themselves to step into what God's calling them to. That's why she preached kingdom over myself. I love the way Brittany started. Let's talk about something we all love talking about, ourself. Bridge you, there's nothing in the world worth holding on to. That's worth sacrificing God's purpose over your life. So tonight, I want to urge you. I want to I challenge you. You know what? I guess the best way to say is I want to caution you to not look at five in church interns and go, wow, I want to do that. Oh my gosh, I want to be where they are. Because there's a price tag on the calling and purpose that's on their life. One of the price tags is being in my office and getting chewed out about things every now and again. What are you doing? Yeah, I, Trinity's on staff as well. I fire her every day. I have no authority to do that. I just do it anyways. There's early mornings. There's late nights. There's serving. <laughs> they, how long have you guys been in school ministry now? Six, seven months, 12, eight years. What's that song? 25,600 minutes. And they unload community care every week. You guys don't see that. They unload a truck, sometimes in the freezing cold, sometimes in the beating heat, so that people on Sunday morning can get here and have food. About 100 families. You don't see that. You know that, uh, you guys ever think, how in the world do these chairs get straightened every single week? That's how. You know, there's this... Saturday, we have a women's event. We're going to stack a bunch of our chairs. And then next week, you're going to come back in. And the room's just going to be magically set back up. How'd that happen? And seven months in, we've given them about seven minutes to get on a platform. This is the highlight reel. Are you willing to do the stuff behind the scenes and sacrifice in order to step into your purpose? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray the first important prayer. Because if you don't know the Lord... If you're not in relationship with them, that's the first step. Don't put off to tomorrow that what you could do today. Don't be consumed with yourself so much that you don't step into what God's got for you. Don't let your feelings keep you from what God's getting ready to do in your life. God's working. Don't, don't be convinced that culture has anything to offer you. It's got nothing to offer you. So I'm going to pray that prayer. And then we're going to worship. And this is the part I didn't plan. I'm, what I'm going to do, I'm going to have... I'm going to have Liv, Tyler, Levi, Brittany, and Trinity. When we go into worship, I'm going to have them stand right over here in front of this screen. 
And while we get into worship, if any of you feel like you have, maybe maybe you connected specifically with one of their topics and you feel like the thing that they talked about, the thing that's holding you back from stepping into your kingdom purpose. Maybe you just feel like there's calling on your life and you want prayer for it. Maybe like Levi led us in a moment ago, you're like, I feel like I've been praying and God hasn't answered. Ask again. Well, he didn't answer again. Then ask again. Well, he didn't ask again. Then ask again. I feel like maybe you feel like God did reveal a little bit of something to you and you want to go get prayer because you're intimidated. How did you guys get the courage to step into what God called you to? Ask him and then have him pray that you would have that same type of courage. I'm going to have him stand right over here. And if during our time of worship, any of you want prayer, you go and pray with them. They'll be ready right there. Would you do me a favor? Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes one more time? In this place, if you heard this and and. and and your heart's been beating, and you're like, man, I want that. I want to live kingdom over everything like they are. You want that. This is your moment. Don't put off to tomorrow that which you can do today. This is your time. This is your moment. And I'm going to ask you to respond in a way that is external. I'm going to count to three, and when I get to three, I just want you to lift your hand, and then you can put it right back down. If you're saying, I want to live kingdom over everything, no more procrastinating, no letting my feelings or, or, or myself get in the way, no more putting culture in the world in front of what it is that God wants to do. I want to give my life and everything in it to God. I want to hand the pen of my life to God and let him write the next chapters. If that is you, when I get to three, you just lift your hands. You can put it right back down. Heads bowed, eyes closed. This is your moment. One, two, three, go. All over this place. So many hands. Praise God. I'm so proud of you guys. That is the best decision that you could ever make with your life. I promise you that. There's not a decision in the world better than that decision. There's not a decision in the world better than that decision. So what we're going to do is we're going to pray. And this prayer, it's really just like, like Levi said a moment ago, there's nothing special about my words. Prayer is just, it's just words that we say with our mouth that we believe in our heart. It's talking to God. Scripture says, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and you rose from the dead and you'll be saved. That's what we're doing right now. This is a journey that we begin with words that we say with our mouth and we believe in our heart. But we are a family here. So we pray together. Everybody's going to pray this right out loud in support of those who just lifted their hands. So whether you're right here in the room or you're watching online, would you pray these simple words right after me? Everybody say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a Savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sin and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you everything. And from this day forward, I'm going to live for you. From this day forward, it's kingdom over everything. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen. Welcome people into God's family right now.
Yo, if you just prayed that prayer, it's not the end of the journey. It's the best decision you ever made with your life, but it's just the beginning of the journey. And we want to kick off this journey with you with something that we call the next seven days. It's seven videos that will help you launch into your faith journey. You can get them in a really easy way. Just go to our Instagram, at bridge, YTH underscore. DM us the words next seven. We will handle the rest. If you don't have Instagram, all good. Come chat with me, Amber, any one of the school and ministry students, and we will get this ne the next seven days to you in another way. One more time, can we welcome people into God's family? Hey, so in just a moment, we're going to worship. We're going to respond to God by singing words to him that will, let, will lift our faith. And whatever God just spoke to you a moment ago, I want that to resonate in your hearts. For those of you who, who do sincerely want prayer, you feel freedom to move in this direction. Go find any one of these students. I promise you, they're some of the best people you will meet in your whole life. Get prayer with them. Connect with them. They'll pray a very unique and special and individual prayer over you. For many of you, you just need to rest in God's presence and let him solidify what he just did in your life. Because for some of you, God just placed calling on your life. And you need to let God solidify that in you. So nobody distracting anybody. Would you stand to your feet? Would you head to the front? If you want to go get prayer, get prayer. While you're heading to the front quietly, I'm going to pray. And we're going to get straight into worship. God, you're so good. Thank you for speaking to us tonight. God, I pray tonight, solidify in our hearts what you just did. God, if somebody needs prayer, I pray they would have courage to come and get prayer. And I pray above all else, God, that you would be glorified in this place as we worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's, let's worship.
Hey, Bridge Youth. I was encouraged tonight. I was inspired tonight by what God has done in each and every one of our School of Ministry students' lives. So I know that you were too. And I know that when Levi prayed that prayer to ask God what he wants to do with your life, there's a lot of people in the room that maybe felt like I didn't really hear anything. But I'm here to tell you that the plan is to know him. The plan is to know him. When you know him, everything comes with that. Your purpose, your direction, the next day, the next morning, everything comes through knowing him. So if you felt like you didn't hear from God, you're hearing from God right now. You need to know him. You know what God wants us to do? To discover him. I was so, I'm just like, literally, I can't, like, I am so proud of our School of Ministry students. Can we just give it up for them? Because it's such a beautiful thing. That is what we want, Bridge Youth. Every single one of you in this room, we want you to step up to the plate and not just up to a mic, but up to the plate of knowing God in a real and genuine way. Not in a fake way, not in a like a service level way, like, yeah, I go to church. No, I know God. Like, I know God. That's what we want you to do, to know God, to discover Him. And just like that last song that we just sang, He's enough. He's enough to be in His presence, to know Him, to do life with Him. Everything else comes after that. The thing that God spoke to you tonight, it was a real thing that God spoke. But you know what? It comes secondary to knowing Him. I want to go to school and ministry. I want to do what they're doing. I want to preach your goodness. That comes secondary to knowing Him. It will come. But knowing Him, you'll, you'll have it all. It's enough. Knowing Him is enough. And it'll have to be enough. Because you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows. But when you know Him, you're going to get through it all. So be encouraged tonight. You did hear from God. Discover Him. Know Him. The extraordinary things you see happening on the mic, off the mic, in the people that inspire you, the other believers that you're like, I want to know God the way they know God. They just know Him. I just discover Him every day. He meets me every morning. He meets me every night. In my worst of days, He's there. In my best of days, He's there. He has never left me, he has never forsaken me, and he has always showed up in every moment. And in the moments I didn't think I needed him, he was there. So Bridge Youth, know God, discover God, and never stop. All right, the first step to knowing God is accepting what he did for you, what Jesus Christ did for you. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, got on a cross and died for the chance that you would choose him, just for the chance. So Bridge Youth, if you gave your heart to the Lord tonight, that is the best decision, that is the first step, and we are so excited to walk this out with you. So, it's a journey. It's a journey discovering God, and you're gonna need a little help. We all need a little help. And so we have these videos that Pastor Corey shares the next seven days that you're gonna walk out. DM us at bridge, YTH underscore, next seven. We'll get you the videos, and not only will we get you the videos, we will connect you with the leader. So you can ask questions, come to their connect group on Sunday. 
And so Bridge Youth doesn't just happen on Wednesdays, it happens on Sundays. So we have connect groups happening at the 11.30 service, and so we wanna see you there. But before we go, I have a couple things. If tonight, hearing our School of Ministry students, it really just, God spoke, or you just had this feeling like, I wanna discover what School of Ministry is. I want you to talk to Wyatt. Is Wyatt in the room? Can you raise your hand if you're around here? Wyatt is on the camera. Why it's on the camera? Come on, Wyatt. He does it all. I love it. It doesn't matter if you're on a mic or off a mic, serve, serve in the house of God. There you go. Talk to Wyatt after service tonight if you felt anything about school of ministry. Taking one year, maybe two years, to just discover God's purpose in your life, exactly what these guys are doing. I've seen God do amazing things, and obviously tonight you saw some cool things that God has done in and through their life. So, Talk to Wyatt if you're thinking of that. You can even talk to a school of ministry student. They'll direct you to Wyatt. They'll get you connected. So, Bridge Youth, let me see you on Sunday for Connect Groups, all right? Have a good night. See ya.